We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now this the black sheep sticking it to him. I need a crib like I'm Gatsby. I need it in hand. Just understand my pockets that deep. With nothing to prove, I ain't got nothing to do. And it can't compete, and I got nothing to lose. Ah, uh, yes, what's good, everybody? Welcome back to Veterans Minimum. I'm your host, Nick Dayas. At Nick Dayas, 10 as you can find me, veteransminimum.com for all things VM, including Josh Merch. Man, yeah, yeah, you're you're I'm moving. You're you're making you're making big time moves. I'm over here giving shirts away for free out out in the public. Hey man, uh, listen, I did that I did that too for a while. Okay, that. but you know now we're at a point where like you know we're not gonna give out too many things for free. <laughs> Maybe you a couple giveaways here and there, but for the most part, it's like pay up. You know, we got bills to pay. I'm giving shirts away in my car. <laughs> I'm giving them away out on the streets at the beach. It's it's yeah, it is what it is. Hey man, that's that's some of the perks though with. Uh, Members of the Patreon, another cheap plug, patreon.com slash veterans minimum. If you subscribe for a whole year, you will get merch, depending on the tier that you do subscribe for the whole year. You'll get a different variation of merch. Right? You might get two pieces, you might get three pieces, all from the merch store. Go and check it out. But before we get going, Nick Chavez, Abel Resin, Ben Coltsian, Christopher Velasquez, Derek Platees, Devin Rendon, Jordan Riley. Thomas Robinson, Mike Wozniak, and Nick Crummich, thank you all for your contributions. And David Martinez, your stuff is on the way. Josh, my guy, what's good? First off, Thomas Robinson, like Sacramento Kings, Thomas Robinson? <laughs> that would have been dope. I don't, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's not the case. But hey, man, you never know. You never know who's listening to the show. I got to ask these questions. I got questions. You already, you already know how I get down. I always, I always come with questions. But I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. This, you know, the, the state flower of, uh, of, of Nevada is in full bloom. So, you know, it's, it's just navigating these, these cones, as they say right now. So, you know, that's, that's, about, that's about as, that's the only bad thing in my life, I would say, right now. Bro, the traffic is getting out of control out here. It's too damn hot. It's too hot. It is hot. Yeah. Yo, by the way, by the way. My Vegas people, when were you guys going to let me know about the grasshoppers? Okay. Yo, that, dude, hold on. I leave the gym. <laughs> I, leave, I leave the gym the other day, and uh, I go to get into my car, and I'm just like, what the fuck is... <laughs> I had like three of them on me. I'm like, dude. Bro, and they're vicious. They're, so, okay. And it was like a lot. It was that, a lot. No, no, this isn't bad. And, and, your, and your folks in the back can attest... 
We had a bad. I, I see Ross shaking we, his head. We had a bad, bad winter one year, and um, winter and, in the winter time. Yeah, well, because it rained. It rained so, so, so much, and so uh, these grasshoppers basically they vegetate on you know grass and different things, and so um, when it rains a whole lot, we have a lot of them. So this isn't bad. This is more aggravating. Like it was swarms a few years ago. There were so many when they flew. It actually came up on radar like it was like storm clouds. That's how many. Yeah, it was millions. Yo, not even a joke. Yeah, they'll tell you. Yo, listen, as someone that is a born and raised New Yorker, <laughs> thick and thin, give me grasshoppers over the fucking rats that are around New York City. Because <laughs> yo, listen, I feel like uh, I feel like I'm pr- pretty manly. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like I think I'm a man's man. I'll scream, bro. If a rat pops up. <laughs> Sounded like Buckley on the top of the cage. Just like that, bro. All my if I'm ever on a date and a rat pulls up, that girl will never call me back. <laughs> she will never ever call me back, bro. I'm telling you. So I could deal with the grasshoppers. I was just over it was overwhelming. Yeah, no, no. One one that's so funny that you bring this up. One actually I I cause I, it's not hot yet. So I drive with my windows down. This fool flew in mid mid drive, landed in my lap. I almost had a stroke. On the 15. <laughs> like, literally, was like, ah, 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 like grasshoppers, 100%. I completely understand what you're talking about. Bro, it was just, it was a shock to me because I just never, I never had seen them. Anytime it rains, like anytime we have a very wet winter and in, in spring, they'll be out. Jesus. Yeah, sorry. No I learned more and more about this lovely city. <laughs> My bad. That's on me. I'll take, I'll, I'll, I'll fall on the sword for that one. I, I apologize. Earlier this week, I had, uh, a good buddy of ours, George Carmona on the show. And we were talking about the top five wide receivers. Got a lot of great feedback. Thank you all for hitting us up on social media, uh, sending some of your thoughts in the Discord as members of the Patreon. But also the Discord is open for everyone to join. There are just certain tiers that are uh, shut down for like the betting picks, for example. You got to be a member of the Patreon to get them. But for just general conversation, please, I would love to get you guys listening to the show to be in the Discord. I want to get your thoughts on my list, and then I want you to give me your list. Okay. But before I do, here are some of the names that have popped up from some people. So, Rune says, Jefferson, Adams, Diggs, Chase, Tyreek Hill. No Show Thomas says, Adams, Diggs, Jefferson, Chase Hill. Burnsy says, Jefferson, Adams, Brown, AJ, Okay. Chase Hill. Okay. Shiz says J Jet, AJ Brown, Cup Chase Diggs. Oh. And then Ben Kotzian says Adams, Jefferson, Cup, Chase, Diggs. My list okay. was Jefferson Adams, Cup, Diggs, Chase. Okay. What do you you're gonna, have your rankings. You're, yes. you're gonna hate my list, and everyone's gonna hate my list, and I'm gonna be a homer. And there's going to be one in there where you're like, and I'll be like, "Hey, listen, yo, listen, I okay. showed a lot of love to this dude. If it's the same guy I'm thinking about, okay, all right. So, uh, so mine, my list is Justin Jefferson, Tyreek Hill, AJ Brown, DK Metcalf, whoa, Terry McLaurin, whoa. Okay, I love Terry. Dude, I think Terry McLaurin, if he had a legitimate wide receiver, uh, quarterback, me, a legitimate quarterback, yeah. 
I already think he's a top ten wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, he's he's definitely top ten. Yeah, not like in that that can start to be a little bit. You know, when people start having, you know, you start splitting hairs. He he's top ten. He's he's top tier in the NFL for sure. Um, first off, for me, DK Metcalf. I think I told you I coached her his uh, his sister. I coached his sister for some years out here, and so I got to meet him. Got to meet the family. When I tell you how I'm six feet. DK Metcalf towers over top of me, and then I'm a big dude. DK Metcalf is like two of me running a 4-3, can jump 40-some inches. Like, literally, it would be set hut DK. That would be, the, that would be, our, that would be our entire playbook. Like, yeah. until you do something, because there's literally nothing a six feet or under corner can do with that man. I don't care what you tell me. So, like, when it really comes down to it, like, he is that dope. So I don't think he's shown that enough, but I also don't think they really feature him enough. He's not Brandon Marshall. Like, remember when, like, Jay Cutler literally would, like, it'd be set hut, where's Brandon? Like, <laughs> that was literally the Bears offense and the Broncos offense. They haven't really featured DK to that point. I met Brandon Marshall last week. Well, I've met him a couple times yeah. since he's been in the studio. He does some content here. He records his content here sometimes. And uh, one of the first things I told him was – Dude, I want to thank you because the first time I won a serious fantasy football league, he was my wide receiver one. Okay. It was in 2012. It was okay. when he first went to Chicago. Yes. I had the first pick in the draft that year. And I didn't know this at the time, but when I got there, I had the first pick, right? And it was a brand new league. I had never played in it. One of my buddies, his uncle had uh, triplets. Okay. And it was that weekend of the draft sure so you were so he wasn't prepared yeah, yeah. yeah he wasn't prepared and he, they hit me up on like tuesday and the draft was sunday They're like hey man you want to come in they're like it's a 500 league i'm 21 at the time i was like yo i deliver pizza bro i can't be just dropping 500 for a fantasy league they're like yo uh, wait, is it listen i just love your origin story more and more as it feels back as the layers feel back could take you i've sorry. been through it bro i've been i've been hustling wait, wait. what 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 uh what 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 pizza what pizza place uh, it was a uh, like a mom and pop. Okay, yeah, and it was a mom and pop too. Portobello, shout to Portobello. Portobello's in New York. I love yeah. it. Yeah, good, love good it. pizza, good pizza. So, so I tell him, I'm like, yo, I can't drop five hundred dollars for a fantasy football league. I, I make like three hundred a week. You know, I can't. He's like, yo, can you pay it by the time the playoffs start, week thirty? I'm like, yeah, no problem. I'll have it. He's like, yo, I know you're good for it. No problem. So I get to the draft and I have no idea what the rules are. It's six points a passing touchdown. Okay. Usually it's four. Yeah, 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 yeah. I take Aaron Rodgers number one overall. Rodgers ends up throwing like 37 touchdowns or something. This is after he won the MVP yes, that year, right? Yes, this is a good year. Goes down, comes back to me. Now I have the back-to-back -back picks. Yes. I take Brandon Marshall, okay. first year with the Bears, and I take Adrian Peterson when he had the 2K. No. Yeah, because remember. Oh, you won. But you won. so, bro, remember, remember though, like we gotta add context to this. Okay. This is when AP blew out his knee week yes. seventeen against your against, against, Washington. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And people didn't know if he was gonna be back in time. That's true too. And the year before, he was a consensus number one pick. He was on all the magazines. So everyone's saying to themselves, like, "Yo, AP, nah." So when I when I take AP's name, everyone is trashing me. Like, oh, this kid. No wonder why we got him in the league. It's oh, going to be easy wow. pickings. You don't yes. know about the injuries. That's hilarious. And then man. them three alone just carried me. Yeah, yeah. seriously. You didn't yeah, have yeah. to do anything. They were putting up like, a, it was full PPR. They were putting up like 100 points a week. 
was nuts. That's so stupid. It was so. So nuts, you won, you won and you won the league. I won the league and then I didn't get invited back. <laughs> I bet you did. Lie, cheat, and steal, baby. Had to do it right. Had to do it to him. That's too good. That is too too good. Um, but but for me, look, listen. AJ Brown last year show, showcased a lot of what he can be. Um, in a competent offense with a dynamic quarterback. Yeah. He is – he becomes scary. He really, really does. Um, and so that one is probably the one, I guess, that people could poke the most holes in. If I, You know what I mean? I could, I could obviously put Jamar Chase in there. I could obviously put uh, Cooper Cup in there. But I think that those guys are going – not Jamar Chase. Jamar Chase, is he's going to be a problem. But Cooper Cup, I feel like, is going to start to come back down because – who else? Like you can start triple covering him. Like we don't have to worry about anybody else on your team. So, we'll see. We'll see. But that's that's my five. I want to play a little game with you with the NFL before we get into some of the NBA stuff, which I know you were taking victory laps on because uh, LeBron is no longer in the playoffs. We'll get <laughs> we'll get to that in a little bit. However, the name of this segment is going to be this team in twenty twenty three is which team from 2022. Okay. So you know how every year you have a team that goes from worst to first, a team that has a high projected win total that goes under, a team that has a low win total that goes over, a team that's going to have the number one pick. Yeah. So I have a list of some teams here, and I want to just have a little back and forth discussion as to who you think might be that team. Okay. So I want to start off with, who is going to be the 2023 Jacksonville Jaguars? Meaning a team that had the number one pick overall the year before. Yep. Finished last in their division clearly because they were the number one overall pick. Trash. Yeah. Trash. And then they end up making the playoffs and they win their division. So for me, um, honestly, there's not a lot of great choices. Like there's like obviously I don't think the Texans do it. I mean, the Texans probably could especially if D'Amico does a great job. Um, but I, I actually, I'm going to go with the Chicago Bears uh, just because of what they already have in place. They already have a quarterback in place. We just haven't seen the quarterback put in, you know, in the, in the best position for success. Um, now you're giving him even more receiver help with, uh, with more coming there um, and then also getting uh, Chase Claypool midseason last year at the trade deadline. Uh, their defense is getting better. I think the Bears – Especially now, also with you know Aaron Rodgers leaving, so now okay, big dog is definitely gone. Um, I think the Packers will be middle of the road. I don't think they'll be bad, but I think they'll have a similar season that they, that they did this year. Uh, but I think, yeah, I think I think it's the Bears for me. I like that answer. I mean, anyone that's been following along this whole offseason, I'm big on Chicago. Everyone is on Detroit. I think Detroit is going to be great. I actually think Detroit's going to win the division. I think the Bears. If anybody has a chance to do that, I think they have the best the best opportunity to do so. The it doesn't sit right with me that the Lions are the favorite to win that division. I I trust me, I get it. I think they have a lot of flaws still. Yeah, no, they 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 definitely do. Um, but one thing I won't flaw them on is their coach, and their coach has those boys playing hard, and they're learning how to win. And those two things in the NFL, you start getting that. Because, like, really think about, um, you know, when, when we talk about the Tennessee Titans and Vrabel. Like, think about what he, what he did for that team, what he did for that organization in terms of playing hard, playing together, playing sound defense. Um, 
the Lions, they keep getting better defensively. I think, uh, I think they're going to be a very scary team. The issue with them is defensively. Yes. But it's also they're a team that they struggle to win on the road. And you're going to have to win on the road, right? Like yeah. if you look at their numbers, they are – it's the first time in their history that they'll be featured on the opening day. Good for them. Right? Because you have a lot of that momentum from last season. Now they're playing the Chiefs. Obviously the Chiefs, the repeat winner of the Super Bowl, always gets the first home game. So they're playing Thursday Night Football in week one. It's a team that starts slow under Dan Campbell, who you just praised. Yeah. Which is a it's a gift and a curse, right? Because it shows you that they play hard for him. Yes. But there's something out the gates where he struggles. He's been one and six and oh ten and one through the first like five five weeks or so. Seven or eight weeks of each season that he's been in. And they're four and twelve on the road. And like if you look at this year in particular. Their road schedule is at Saints, at Ravens, at Cowboys, at Chiefs, at Vikings, at Chargers. You got some bar fights, bro. Go back through them. Go slow. Dallas, Saints. Okay, wait. Dallas, they can win. Saints, they can win. Ravens. That's a loss. More than likely, depending on where it is in the season and what's going on, obviously. Chargers. That, I, I'm not that high on the Chargers. For whatever reason, they're they are honestly the Phillip River Chargers, where there's like there are a lot of yeah, but like it's like, yeah, they're good, but they don't always play hard. <laughs> like, I don't know. Um, but go ahead. Who else? Chiefs yeah, and then at the Vikings. Uh, well, Vikings obviously, and, and then Vikings Green Bay and, and Green Chicago. Bay yeah. And Lions. Um yeah, I mean, listen, you already know how I feel about Kirk Cousins, so yeah, I'm, all, I'm always going to take the field. Well, so so here's the thing, right? I think I think Chicago is definitely the team in play who I would I would much rather bet them at plus three fifty to win the division as opposed to the Lions as the favorite. It just don't sit right with me. Yeah, but the Lions are the favorite. They also got five guys that are going to be suspended. Yes, because of the betting stuff. Because of the betting, you're right. You're right. And I really, it's, it's I really some key. You, it's some key dudes like Jamison Williams. See, I want you to see this guy's. Uh, oh, you missed him. I missed it. Yeah, he yeah he, he had on he had on like literally the entire American flag. Like, oh, he was draped in the flag. Oh damn! Yeah, you could tell who he rooted <laughs> oh, for. A thousand percent. You could tell. Yeah, we, we know where his vote. <laughs> we know where his vote. Yeah. Is, is that sad that that's like become a thing where it's like anytime I see like an American flag with someone, I'm like, yeah, well, like that's that's not good that it's like they've become just the patriotic party. I give people a pass when it's like World Cup fever. Okay. It's the World Cup. It's like, yeah, you can get away with it. <laughs> or Olympics. Uh, uh, Olympics. Yeah, Olympic yeah, year, Olympics. Olympic yeah, yeah. If you're into the Olympics. <laughs> but with the Bears, I do like the Bears a lot. Um, I love what they've done defensively. I yes. love how they've approached this entire offseason has been great. Because you get their weapon for Justin Fields. You get Edmonds and Edwards on defense. Yeah. You spend a first-round pick on the offensive line to protect your quarterback, and then you just say, you know what, man? Our offense might be able to do something. Let's just spend the rest of the draft on defensive players. And that's basically what they did in round two and three. So to me, Chicago was my pick also. I hate to, to give those kind of answers, but I did have an honorable mention for that in okay. the event that you did say. Man, I also think Cleveland could do something this year. Oh, oh, oh! Cleveland got Cleveland got some talent, man, and now, now a full year, a full year of Watson, where he's actually going to be 
practicing and he knows that he'll be playing week one. Yeah. Remember, this dude didn't play for like, what, 15 months? Yeah, or more. Or more? Yeah, it was definitely more. Yeah, I feel like it might have even been more. And then everything that he had to deal with off the field, which, by the way, was his own doing, even putting himself in those situations. But I think I think they're going to be – that division is going to be tough, man. Yeah. Both North divisions. You realize that? We picked both North divisions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, because honestly, looking around the league, you know, uh, shoot, hold on. Look, I mean, look, looking quickly around the league, uh, there aren't a whole lot of like kind of last place teams that you really give a, a fighting chance to. You, you know, you think, I mean, the Jets could do it potentially. That's a possible. Uh, Cleveland's a good one. Uh, Houston, again, I don't, I don't see them moving that far ahead. But, you know, the rest of their division isn't world beaters. Uh, Denver, I mean, it could happen, but that'd be a lot. It'd be, <laughs> Russ would have to literally be cooking Michelin star restaurants. Um, uh, my team, the Commanders, possible, but it's you know not probably. I wouldn't say imp- it's more improbable. Uh, the now the NFC South, I feel like because technically you could pick three teams. <laughs> All the teams had the exact same record almost. The the Bucks got in eight and nine. Everyone else was seven and ten. So you could pick Carolina, you could pick New Orleans, you could pick Atlanta. All three of those, any of those could possibly do it, and you wouldn't be wrong. And then, Can uh, you tell me who actually finished fourth, though, in that division? Uh, actual fourth was uh, Atlanta, or at least that's where, they're, that's where they're listed. Atlanta was six and three at home. And hey, man, that's a, that's a massive difference, dude. Yeah. Even though you have the same record, that's the difference between going to play the Commanders, going to play... Or going to play the the Cowboys. Oh yeah, you you mean in terms of getting getting that home the game. seating? Yeah, yeah, the seating because you always play the third place in your conference. Yeah, the same the same. You're gonna play the divisions, but when you're not playing the divisions, you'll play the the conference. That's right. So that's why all those years we would have the Colts and Patriots play. Like every year, you're like, wait, why are they always playing? So <laughs> worked out that way. It worked out that way. <laughs> You mentioned the Broncos. Who would be this year's version of the Broncos? A team that comes into the year, a lot of expectations, a lot of public attention because they made a big splash for a quarterback. And yeah. I feel like the answer here is pretty obvious. I don't know. I, I, uh, you're probably, then I'm probably wrong. I'm going with, uh, I'm going with the Carolina Panthers um, because of, you know, making the move to get their quarterback and all that kind of stuff. Now you see all the memes of, you know, Bryce Young being too small and all that kind of stuff. Um, I, I think that – I don't think they get out of top five range. I think they're still top five. I think they still, you know, they, they gave away a lot of assets to get that number one pick. And what did you really get with it? You got, you know, you got Bryce Young, but we don't know if that's going to be the right guy. So, um yeah, that's that's who I'm that's who I'm going with. Who who's the obvious? Because it doesn't seem like I picked the right one. I mean, the parallels are insane. Oh, it's the, the Jets. Jets, the Jets. Okay, okay. Well, we'll see. But this is what I'll say about the Jets. The Jets last year had a remarkable year, and if you really think about how many games they really could have won with better quarterback play, the Jets win twelve games. You know what I'm saying? That's very fair, yeah. So for me, I think the Jets, I don't know if the Jets are going to ascend all the way to 13, 14 wins. 
um, because their their running back blew out his knee, and so that was kind of the catalyst that they had as well. Um, but uh, but I do think Aaron Rodgers Aaron Rodgers wins them that game versus the Patriots, where literally no offense could do anything. You know what I'm saying? That's a win. Go ahead and add that back to the list. Like they had games like that where it was like their offense was so anemic that they couldn't do anything. Now you add more playmakers and you add Aaron Rodgers. Um, but I do I do understand where you're coming from. Yeah, they they do have a lot of hype for sure to uh, to fall back on. I think the New York Jets are going to go one of two ways. It's either going they're going to reach those expectations that a lot of people are setting for them, or it's going to crash and burn. Now, I've talked about how out the gates the schedule is rough, right? They got Philly, they got Kansas City, they got they got some like dogs. They got, they got the Cowboys. Like it's 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 crazy. However, if you could weather that initial storm, if you're the Jets, mm. you have three straight home games versus teams in cold weather where they're coming from warm weather or domes. Okay. Right? It's Miami, Atlanta, and Houston. They have a three-game stretch where they're playing all of those teams in MetLife Stadium. So it's obviously we know about Miami, the weather down there. And then you got the two teams that are playing in the dome. Now they're going outdoors and like post Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. That's where it is. That's, yeah. It's so in November. That, so yeah. So you have that going for you. If you could weather that storm and you're the Jets, be around 500, best case scenario, those first six weeks. And then you have those three straight home games in the cold weather versus teams that aren't outdoor teams. Like I mentioned, Miami, Atlanta, and Houston. And dude, they're the only team in the NFL. That has 10 home games this year. Okay. Oh, what? 10? The AFC this year has nine home games. The AF, the NFC has eight. Yeah. The Jets basically have 10 because that game against the Giants is considered a Giants home game, oh, but oh, it's in MetLife. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. the season ticket holders are going to be Jet fans. Like, the players don't got to travel. They don't got to do nothing. They're yeah, sleeping yeah. in their own beds. Right? Sure, All right, sure. you go to the visiting locker rooms. Like, does that really matter? Is that that much of a drastic change for you? No, I think they have their own locker room. They still are, they're still in their locker room. No, no, because I think the Jets and the Giants, they share the, like, the home team they locker room. Sh they share the locker room? Yeah. Oh, that was a horrible design. <laughs> I mean, that's really? how it's been in the past. So I was just, I'm really? just assuming, yeah. Oh, that's you would think that the Giants have, when they're at home, they're using the Jets road locker? Well, well, no, 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 no. I'm just saying because like Staples, the Clippers have their own locker room. The Lakers have their own locker room. Mm. And then there's a locker room for uh, the, the visiting team. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because, because I guys- I have to do some research guys on that. Yeah, because yeah. like guys stuff. Like, you know what I mean? Like they have lockers where I have like, you know, little code for it and everything. Like that's my locker. Okay. So to say, so to reset that every week, that would seem, that, that's a, that was a miscalculation for mm. sure. But you don't find that interesting that they're playing basically 10 home games? Yeah, no, 10. That is dope. That's, 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 look, listen, you got to make the most of it, especially yeah. now with the uneven schedule. Now it's no more eight. Think eight. about it. If you could go, if you just go 10, if you go 500 at home. Yeah. And then. That's five wins already. That's now five wins. Got, and then, you know, just go 500 on the road. Yeah. You're at nine wins. Nine wins got some teams in the playoffs last year. AFC, I think it definitely Maybe AFC, be, yeah, yeah, you're right. AFC, it might not be the case, but I, I think the roadmap for them, it's they got to weather that early storm. Yes. But they could also be this year's version of uh, the Broncos last the Broncos. year. <laughs> yeah. Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator. He was the head coach for the Broncos. Yikes. So you got, you got some parallels there. 
Which team is going to have the top pick? Who's going to be this year's Chicago Bears? I'm going to spook you. I think I might spook you, too. Okay. I'm going with the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, okay. I like that. I'm actually going. I think the Rams, uh, you know, they've lost a lot. Um, you know, I talked earlier about, you know, Cooper Cup, uh, you know, not necessarily being as dynamic because he has three and four coverages rolled towards him every game. Um, I think the, I think the Rams are going to struggle, and I think, I think honestly they get off slow, and then they they go ahead and shut it down because it's like, hey, we could go get X, and Caleb Williams is already there. Bro, so, that's what I was gonna say. And yo, check this out. It's gonna be the first time they have a first round pick since oh, 2016. Oh crap, that's true. I forgot about that. Dude, Sorry. I like yo. I'm gonna bet them to have the number one pick this year. Nice. I'm glad I could. I'm glad I could. I'm gonna I'm look into that. I'm glad I could help. <laughs> Yo, last year I had a ten to one on the um, fuck was it? It was the uh, the Panthers. Oh, okay. Have the number one pick, and I, at some point it was looking good, and then Carolina got hot, and then I also had I had, I had Houston, and Houston ended up winning. I was pissed. It was it was a favorite though. It was like it was like five to one to have the number one pick. But yo, I like this right because remember the Rams all these years. It's been cool. It's been funny. Like f them picks, right? Yeah. Like that was the battle cry. Yeah. And it works out great for you because you win the Super Bowl. But now you're paying for it, bro. Yeah. Now your team is old. And now your team is old. Yeah. You have a lot of money tied to like six players. Yeah. You have to get rid of one of them in Ramsey because you just have to free up some cap space. Stafford's coming off that back injury, elbow injury, all those under injuries that he's had. You mentioned Cooper Cup before, probably going to get quadruple double, uh, <laughs> quadruple yeah. teamed out there. Uh, and the Rams have just been known to be like, here's a first-round pick. Let me get Von Miller. Here's a first-round pick. Let me get this guy. Here's a first-round Like I don't care. Second-round pick. It don't matter. And now it's going to be the first time that they actually have a first-round pick. Stafford, how much longer does he have? Caleb Williams, you're right. He's at SC, hometown kid. Well, he's my hometown kid. He's from D.C. Yeah, but but they always college, say the college, the, the, the college yeah, college, the college. <laughs> which always that always blows my mind when people are like, "Oh, take the hometown discount." It's like, bro, I'm from Queens. Queens don't got no football team, bro. Well, I was a professional player, so I didn't get drafted by the, the jet. The Jets don't still play in Long Island, like yeah, like, <laughs> like nah, that shit don't me? work, bro. My hometown is they don't got no professional teams. But yeah, that's interesting. I like that one. You know who I was gonna say? Who are you going with? The Patriots. Yeah, yeah, that's that's yo. Besides their defense, what do they have that Bill Belichick? Bill, like, look, yo, listen. hold on. All right, <laughs> time out, time out. Bill Belichick. I think it's safe to have the conversation. Uh oh, what conversation are we having about 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 the hoodie? I mean, bro, like all these years we've been hearing about your system and the Belichick way, the Patriot way. I think a lot of it was the Brady way. <laughs> Because <laughs> Brady ain't there now, and like Mac Jones looks, Mac Jones was mid from the day they they took him. I didn't like Mac Jones at all, bro. And, and my buddy Impy used to do the show with me. He used to come on. He's like, "Yo, he's a savior." I'm like, "Dude, why?" Because they had that draft video where him and Belichick were like walking at the same pace, just mad stiff. Like, Look, come on, that dude. that Mac Jones uh, uh, draft like walk down to the uh, <laughs> to the ramp. I still, like, he still walks like an assistant principal. Like, it, it weirds me out every time I see it. I'm like, bro, you got to have some swag to you at, at some point. Like, they 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 signed Juju in the offseason. They get Mike Gusecki. Yeah. But 
it it's a roster that the defense has gotten a little older. Yeah. And retirements have happened. I do like defense. Christian Gonzalez. I think him at corner was dope. He was my favorite corner in the draft. I wanted the Giants to get him. The Giants need some secondary help. And I think he could be in play for defensive player of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, yeah. I should say. Sixteenth to one. I think that's a that's a good one. Did did you like did you like my my commanders getting uh, Emmanuel Forbes instead of Christian Gonzalez? One pick earlier? I did not. Nah. I text my buddy Josh, Dang. also a Washington fan. And I told him, I was like, yo, Christian Gonzalez got to be your pick here. I Like, I was so boosted that, that he fell. But the more and more, like, I've learned about Emmanuel Forbes, the more and more I'm like, you know what? We don't have anybody that has ball skills. We don't have, like, because, I mean, he's 6'2 and 4'3 and speed as well. And, you know what I mean? Plays zone, plays man. Um but uh, I definitely had to had to have some 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 conversations with myself to get on board because I was like I was pissed when it happened. Yeah, I'm looking at their roster, and the more and more I'm looking at this, they're gonna have the number one pick next year. The Patriots, you're saying? Yeah. Mm. And then Robert Kraft could go up to Belichick and be like, "Yo, man, you know what? It's time to ride off. It's time, bro. It's time, man." And then you have the number one pick, and then you could start fresh. New head yeah. coach, yeah. new quarterback. Yeah. I mean, man, that would that would be wild. I will say that would definitely be wild just in terms of uh, what it would mean for that region because that region has had 20 years, 20-plus years of excellence to, like, completely redo it. Oof. That would be – it, it, it would be a tough time. I'm not going to lie. A lot, of, a lot of Boston people aren't liking these, uh, <laughs> these picks right now. I will say that. Yo, they've had their fun, bro. Uh, legit. Legit. Dude, if you're, so I'm 32 years old, right? If you're a 32-year-old dude that grew up in Boston, how many championships you've seen? How many championship runs? Not even championships, like conference championships. Yeah. <laughs> like, like every year we have a chance. Bruins won a cup. Celtics won a title. Yep. Went to the finals, uh, conference finals. The obviously the Patriots. Red Sox won. Red won, Sox won, won three. A won three. Titles. They won four. Three. Four. Yeah. Oh, uh, four. Yep. Oh seven. Was oh seven or eight? I think it was oh seven because oh okay. eight were the Phillies and then the Yanks yes, beat yes. them. Yes, 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 yes. And then you had like 2013, 14, and then they had the one with Mookie Betts before he left. 2018, so, I think. So probably, and then, like, I don't know, did the New England Revolution win, win the MLS Cup? <laughs> they did. They did, They right? did. They like, did. bro, how many championships have you seen if you're from Boston? I've yeah. had no sympathy. Fuck that. They're going to have the number one pick next year. This team sucks. <laughs> We're putting it out there. Yeah, I'm putting it out there right now. I'm going to bet on them. New England Patriots to have the number one pick next year. And then they get Caleb Williams. They tell Belichick, yo, bro, you're like 90. All right, you had your time. You're the, you're the GOAT. You're the definitive GOAT. But, like, bro, it's time. Like, everyone just... Eventually, it's just time, bro. You just don't got it no more. <laughs> You're part of the wash club. That's it. You just don't got it. All right. Last one. Which team is going to be this year's version of the Tampa Bay Bucks? And I need to elaborate because people are going to be like, yo, the Bucks made the playoffs. Yeah, but like throughout the whole year, no one was saying, holy shit, Tampa Bay. Watch out for Tampa Bay. I tried to buy into them. I lost a ton of money when they played the Cowboys in that first game. Thank God I won it back with... San Francisco taking care of it, but that was more of a Dallas issue. It was it was it was more anti Dallas than it was pro Tampa Bay. Yeah, we we all just were like, this is Tom Brady and this is Tam this is Dallas. Yeah, 
Tom exactly. will figure it yeah. out. And they're a dog at home. Why not? And yeah. then that bet was <laughs> burned to a crisp after the second drive. Sideways. <laughs> so what I mean by this is who's going to be this year's version of Tampa Bay is a team that greatly underperformed the year before. Tampa Bay had an 11 and a half win total, one of the highest in the leagues. This year, they have six and a half. No team has had that much of a change in either direction. Really? Obviously, because Brady isn't there. What team do you have in mind? I'm going to keep it in Florida, and I'm going to say the Miami Dolphins. Whoa. I'm, gonna, I'm, I'm going with the Dolphins. Um, uh, with, with a caveat, I would say the Chargers is another one. That, you know, I mentioned before, too, they're very still. They're very much, yeah, but um, I think the, the, uh, the Dolphins are good. I think Tua still has injury issues, injury concerns, um, and uh, and they're gonna they're gonna lose some winnable games that that get them in that that spot of like, dang, they lost to they lost to them, like you know what I mean? Like they'll lose to the Cardinals or someone like you know what I mean? The Cardinals the Cardinals don't have anybody at quarterback right now. They take a loss, like one of those bad losses. They're they're that kind of team where you know what I mean? Like I, I can't bet on that team every year in the NFL. I love doing this. When the regular season ends, you have the WT, WTF losses. Yeah. Where you look back and every single good team has one. Sometimes they have two. Yeah. Remember when the Bills lost to the Jaguars? Yes. Yes. And we were like, what the hell is going on, Bills? How that? How'd you? <laughs> like, and got, didn't they get roasted too? I feel like they lost pretty good. I like, think they, they scored like six points, single digits. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bad loss. It wasn't like. And they were a 15 point favorite on the road. Yeah. yeah. So. It happens often. Like last year, I think the Falcons beat either the Bengals or the Niners. Yeah. And you're looking at it like, yo, how? So I hear you with that. I just wanted to make that comparison and bring that up because it happens all the time. Yo, I think Miami has the best roster in the AFC East. Uh, they, I think they're the best team in the AFC East. And the only knock as to why, as I look at their plus 280 to win the division. The thing that scares me the most about Miami is obviously the quarterback because the quarterback is great for what they're asking him to do and what they have around him. I'm not saying he's a great quarterback, but it's the system around him that makes him elevate. He was playing very well for them last year, but then this dude gets viciously hit. Yeah. And when he gets hurt, it's like the the, the stiff KO head kick, right? Bro, he's just he, stiff as a board. He was, like, he was like this on the field, like... That was absolutely And crazy. he wasn't moving for a long-ass time. Yeah, yeah. I think Miami, though, has a lot of talent on both sides of the ball, especially with Ramsey going there now, too. And I like their roster, dude. I don't know if I see them underperforming. The only way they could underperform is if Tua gets hurt, which is a big part of the handicap. Yeah, I mean, but I think at this point we can kind of bank on Tua missing games or being, you know, impaired in games for a stretch and and like for me like back to what you were saying in terms of the bucks the bucks last year you were just i was constantly like come on tampa bay get it together get it together like you were just waiting for them to like okay they run off five wins in a row because they finally you know got serious um i feel like i feel you know their division is not going to be easy the jets are there now um obviously the bills are still there uh, they're going to I, – I, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're my pick. They're my pick. That's fair. I mean, people wanted him to retire after the last time he got lit up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's head injuries, man. Yeah. 
especially when he had him like almost damn near back to back. It was like, you know what I mean? He had it one week and then he had like, they let him come back and then he got hurt like two weeks later. Not good. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Not That's good. a rough go of it. Yeah. I want to shift over to the NBA before we wrap up this episode. I want to start by asking you this. You know what drives me crazy nowadays that you see on social media? And it's kind of inspired with, with NBA culture. <laughs> How many people are him? <laughs> Everybody hits a jump shot. I'm him. I'm, I'm him. him. I'm him. Austin Reeves, I'm him. Oh. Now now golfing. Right? Got swept. <laughs> Bro, what's with this I'm him thing? Okay, so we talked about this before we had the episode. We you know, you you were like, we gotta talk about this. And so I wanted to define what him is. So just just bear with me. Is this is this your definition? This is my definition. All right, him. let's hear it. All right, my definition of him. Him. He that never shies away from big moments. I like it. Is always game for the opponent or the challenge. I like it. And he and he that does not shrink when the lights shine brightest. So for me, because you know we're not we're obviously not going to talk about I'm him in the in the regular season. That's not what it is. But in the playoffs and in, in finals, there's really only. Like, Kobe had bad games in the playoffs. Like, horrible games. Games where he didn't care. Games where he was disinterested. So, okay, Kobe. Dude, when Ron Artest, or Metal World Peace, shout out to Queens, one of Queens' finest, when he hit that that three to win that game seven against the Celtics. Yeah. Bro, Kobe was like seven of 28 from the field. Yeah. Played awful. Yeah. And no one remembers it because they they end up winning. They win. But what happens... If they end up losing that game, what the conversation is around Kobe and during that time. Especially because they don't get back to another one. Remember right. the next year we thought they were going, you know, they're going for a three-peat and surprise Dallas takes care of that and that's the end of it. Um I, I listen, I'm saying Jordan and Brady. Those are the only two. That's a good list. That I literally like because like you really, really like really, really think about it. We we talk about it with LeBron. Um, and I wanted to post this so bad, but I did not. I'm very big on jinxes, so I was like, "Don't you dare post this and jinx yourself. Just, just let LeBron lose." Uh, so, so when, so when in this last game, when LeBron has 31, you know, in the first half, and no one else is involved, I was like, "They're gonna lose." 
Like, I even when they were down 15, I was like, Denver is going to come back. Because <laughs> I was like, LeBron's going LeBron's gonna to shut it down in the second half. And then the rest of the dudes are like, well, we never got warm. And the progression towards us losing begins. And, I mean, LeBron's had numerous bad games in the playoffs. Like, when you really sit back and you think about it, as much as people, especially LeBron fans out there that want to, you know, go in on Jordan, oh, Jordan lost to the Celtics. He got swept twice by the Celtics. Again, this was three-game series back then. Um, that's one thing. But then, you know, he had, he had bad playoff performances or bad teams around him. Michael was out there averaging like 44-7-4 in those series. Like, he was not the reason they lost the series. He was out there killing himself to win. Um, he didn't have, like, just bad games where you were just like, man, Jordan didn't show up tonight. It didn't happen. You know what I mean? You really, really think about it. Brady, similar thing. Like, even, even when Brady was young and he wasn't necessarily putting up, God, you know, godly numbers, he wasn't turning the ball over. He never had those games where it was like, Brady cost us the game. That didn't happen. Not in the playoffs. You know what I mean? Something like maybe the other team elevated or maybe they ran out of time. But it wasn't ever like, oh, Tom wasn't the, the reason. He wasn't the catalyst behind the loss. Um, you know, you really, really think about it, man. Like, as much as Jimmy Butler has looked great this, this run, he had a bad game this past game, missing bunny after bunny at the bucket. You know what I mean? Like, it's, it, that list is very, very small. That's just my, my take on it. I agree with you. I agree with, with a lot of what you said. I'd add some players that are at that level in the sense of you're an MVP, you're an all-NBA guy, you're an all-pro in the NFL. Mm. But if you're a dude that was like in the G League the oh, year before, okay. or if you're, I don't want to call him a jobber, but man, this shit has gotten a little ridiculous, dude. <laughs> like you're not, you're not that guy at all. <laughs> yeah. Like, you got to earn that. You got to earn that cachet a little bit. You're not even the franchise guy. Yeah, <laughs> like, dude. How, how are you jumping? Like, people are wondering if they're going to pay you to bring you back. Like, that. you ain't him if that's the case. Oh my like, God. there needs to be a criteria to it. It needs to be a relax. Like, yeah. Relax. You're, you're yeah. not you're And not each, each player and situation is different in the team. Like, Booker. Like, what can you say about Booker in these playoffs? Like, he played outstanding. He did. He did. He did. I still wouldn't call him him. No, but if he was to call himself him as opposed to Cameron Payne calling himself him. Totally like, different conversation. That's, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah, it's just been cringe, man. You yeah. see that shit on, on social media all the time. Yeah. The Celtics, they won game four. They were quoting a lot of dudes from the 04 Red Sox. Don't let us get one. Don't let us get one. Better beat us tonight. The craziest thing, I don't know if you caught this, but the craziest thing about this series was prior to game four, the odds for the Celtics to win the series was plus 480. Yes, yes. Which is nuts because They it's, were the favorite. No, well, they were the favorite coming in. I felt like that price was wrong. I felt like the, the Miami Heat being a 4-1 to dog to win the series, I felt like that was wrong. And then when they're down 3-0, the Celtics are plus 480. It's 0-150 now. Yeah. Teams that are up 3-0, they close it out. Yeah. But it was interesting looking at the odds. Like it wasn't as crazy. As it wasn't as crazy. And it seems like now they're plus 230. And if you think about it, they're going to be favored in the next three games. 
Wow, you think so? Well, they're an eight-point favorite to, tomorrow. Eight points. Th- Thursday night, whenever you're listening. Yep. Right now, they're an eight-point favorite. They're at home Shoot. against Boston. They were a three-point favorite in each of the games in Miami. Yeah. And then what are they going to be if it goes to seven in Boston? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, listen, they were, they, then they were favored basically this entire series, and the books have been wrong. <laughs> um, I think uh, the, the biggest reason that Miami lost that game outside of Boston coming, like, literally on fire from three um truthfully it was it really was again back to the bunnies like the entire team the entire team um missed layups like point blank i'm at the bucket missed layups and then boston would come back the other way and hit a three or they would get an and one um bro what have i been telling you about basketball nowadays with the three-point shot you just look at the box score and it tells you the Heat shot 25% from three. Yeah. The Celtics shot 40% from three. That's the, the game, game right there. That's the game. Ten more threes they hit. Yeah. And that's all that that's all that the NBA is nowadays. Which is which is literally. Can you shoot forty can you shoot forty percent? And if you can't, can you shoot ten percent higher than the other team? That's a swing of what? 13, 14 point swing? Yeah. That's your game. That's your game right there. Yeah. Outside of uh, you know, a whole lot of second chance points or in the Lakers case, a freaking free throw disparity that's disgusting and no one wants to talk about. But I, I hear you. I hear you. So it was just fascinating to look at the odds because the odds tell a story. Yeah. It's a good metric to see whether or not your team has a chance. But man, it a lot of things are not going to age well if the Heat end up losing this series. Most notably, my dad on flight to Miami for Game Three of the Finals. Yeah, I'm going yeah. to Game Two and I'm going to Game Three, so I'm going to Denver because I'm going to interview fans out there in Denver because it's their first one. Um, and then uh, I'm flying to Miami. Oh wow, that's right. They've never been to the Finals. They've never been. Yo. Yeah, yeah. So I, so I, and then also, you know, Game Two. Uh, who knows what happens? Game One. Obviously, Miami could win. Denver could win. But like. But game two, no one in the no one feels like their team is out of it. Right, right, right. Whether, yeah, you still what, got hope, even yeah, if you, you lose by mean? fifty. Yeah, like yeah, whether yeah. you know whether Denver wins game one or whether Denver loses game one, their fans are still gonna be like, "We're winning." You know what I mean? So like, I, I'm excited to see that. Uh, and then Miami, like, shoot, I've been in Miami since COVID, so it's it's I'm well overdue. Same, bro. That's the only other place I live in besides Vegas. I I can't do there now. Too old. I wanted to live there a couple times. I was actually going to work for Nike um, when Nike had an office out there. Um, and uh, the older I've gotten, I mean, you start buying property, bro. It's like, look here, man, I'm not about to be battening down the hatches like the three little pigs every every two weeks in, you know, in the fall. Like, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Like, I, I, spent, I, I work too hard for this house. And somebody looking at me like, yeah, so we can't cover that? Like, I like. I'll, I'll climb, I'll climb a, a clock tower on some stuff like that. <laughs> like it's over. Yo, you ain't kidding, bro. <laughs> a lot of temptations down there too that can make you spend money. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, I would, but you, you live in Vegas, dude. It's not no, like Vegas isn't a. No, it's different. I would have. I was supposed to go. You to don't Denver. like to gamble, though, right? Nah, not really. I'm not a gambler. Right. I like literally. If I would have, so I was supposed to go to the University of Miami for college. That was where I was supposed to go. 
Um, and uh, my high school ended up screwing that up. And if I would have ended up down there, this whole conversation, this would have never happened. Never happened, right? I would have had a Cuban baby mama and, and a whole, whole some bad credit. It would have been a rough time. <laughs> bad credit. <laughs> rough time. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, I got a good one for you. Speaking of Miami, you know who is him? Miami LeBron. I think that's the best LeBron of all time. Uh, that's that's definitely the best LeBron, but even that LeBron. That's, that's that's him at his absolute. No, no, I know they lost, but from a dominant standpoint, like him. Yeah. I mean, J.J. Barea, man. Man, yo, dude, he had <laughs> he had one one bad series is held over this guy. Hey, hey, life. Look, well, well, look, no, not really, because that you know, remember that that Spurs series, they weren't great. The first one. When Ray Allen saved them, they they weren't, you know what I mean? Like like LeBron was taking bad shots on the stretch, praying that they, they would go in. Um, but I mean that was that was, I would say, uh, that was LeBron at peak LeBron. Yeah. For sure. That's what I mean. For sure. No, no, no. If you if you want yeah, to start peak talking LeBron. peak LeBron, that was he was at the the height of all of his powers. You know what I mean? Defensively, offensively, speed, you know, energy output, like all of that, yeah, that it was it was it was uncomfortable for me as a LeBron hater to watch. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. Isn't it hilarious that the Lakers get swept? Nuggets go to their first finals, and the conversation immediately is LeBron's future. Bro, no athlete controls his narrative more than him. I you know what, and I will tell you the the and I didn't you know this happened after I did my episode on Monday. Um, the my biggest thing about that whole press conference that pissed me off was how LeBron turned Carmelo's moment into LeBron. Did you see that? Did you catch that? I did. Like, what do you think about Carmelo? Did, did you know he was going to retire? Yeah, yeah, I knew, uh, you know, because I filmed it. You know, people are going to say I lied about that, but I filmed it. I filmed it about a week ago. You know, I just didn't know when they were going to release it. Like, bro, it's, like, even if that's the case, we don't need to know that. Yeah, yeah. Just answer Some things are better left. Unset. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, I mean, like, some things, like, it's cool that you did that. You and that's did. your man's, too, bro. How yeah. are you taking away the spotlight from him? That's terrible. Yeah, you know I mean? Shame on you, LeBron. Yeah, you know I mean? So, like, that was, it, but it was, it was, you know, for me, that was, like, my guy that's a LeBron guy was like, see, you only hear what you, I was like, look, man, like, when he did it, I was like, dang. Well, here's the thing. There's, there's no athlete, I think, that controls his narrative more, or at least attempts to control his narrative more than LeBron. For sure. Dude, he created Uninterrupted, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> For sure, yeah. That's, that's his company yeah. where athletes could go on there and basically tell their story. Yeah. Like they were, it's them and the Players' Tribune were like the first of its kind, yeah. where Players' Tribune was more traditional media and journalism where uninterrupted was more of the you know late 2010s early 2020s style of sports media. Yeah. It's all digital. Yeah. And LeBron immediately, ah, I don't know, man, we just got swept by. I got a lot to evaluate. Yeah. It's like, "Oh, well, what's going to lead ESPN now? Not that the Nuggets made the finals for the first time ever." Yeah. It's what happens? Is LeBron going to walk away? It's like, "Yo, you know for a fact LeBron's not walking away cuz he's going to have that that media run." Yeah. That Every place I go to, I'm gonna get the standing ovation, and I'm gonna get yeah, oh yeah, uh, I'm oh, gonna get he, the jersey. Oh, he definitely wants that. That was my oh my bro. That's what I thought too. I was head. like, bro, enough with the cap. 
That was he, my he's first. He's not thought. retiring. He's going when LeBron retires. If if he decides this offseason to be like, yo, this is gonna be my last season. Yeah. You know he's gonna get all those celebrations, and yeah. you know LeBron wants that. Yeah, for sure. He and why he, not? Like he deserves it. I mean. Jordan get the first time, first two times. Yeah, but I think Jordan because Jordan like did it twice. Well, no, but I mean the first time he he retired like literally before the season. He did a Magic Johnson. He just retired in '93, um, and then uh, yeah, but that he, was also he had the, the stuff with his pops. His yep. pops had just died. Yep. Where yep. he didn't he didn't want to make that about himself. He was just like, yo, I just don't love this no more. Yeah, that's why I'm gonna walk away. But when Kobe had his justified. Remember Draymond Green was chirping at Paul Pierce? He's Paul like, Pierce. you thought you was Kobe. <laughs> you thought you was Kobe. He's like, you ain't getting no celebrations, bro. You ain't getting no 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 hugs. <laughs> you ain't getting no custom jersey. Get out of here, dude. Yo, that was that that was so like Paul Pierce. That was a 10-7. Paul Pierce. <laughs> he didn't even. Yo, Paul Pierce is like, damn, he got me. Bro, Paul Pierce has been roasted. It, like the the Jalen Rose one where he's like talking about him versus D Wade. He's like he he's made. Uh, he was a scorer's champion. You never were. <laughs> like Paul Pierce's face. Like he's just sitting there. Like all NBA defense. You never were. You never. You never was that. Uh, uh, it was like and it was like three time champion yeah. or some shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, then Michelle Beadle like three's better than one. Ooh. <laughs> like, <laughs> that one to me is still still. I love that more than anything. Paul Pierce, Nick Killer, add him to the list of. Millions of people that are killed the Knicks. What's going on with your Knicks, man? You you, you excited? <clears throat> yeah, you I'm definitely excited. Uh, I'm not falling for any rumors. I don't think any Knicks fan should. Until I see this. <laughs> Until I see this celebration where the guys are holding the jersey up and they have their name. I ain't falling for that. In, in contracts I don't, I don't want to. I don't want to hear about Embiid, Giannis, Luka. None of that. Nah. Why, dude? My whole life, that's all, that's all it's been. Oh, we get LeBron, then we get Amari. And then no one appreciated Amari because Amari kept getting hurt. Amari was great those first 50 games. Yes, MVP he was. Candidate. Then he yes, started getting he hurt. Was. But it was the same shit with like R.J. Barrett falls victim to this too, where I like R.J. Barrett. But when the expectation is, oh, shit, the big three is going to be Kyrie, Durant, and Zion, and then you get R.J. Like, mm, R.J. Okay. Barrett. Yeah, We got R.J., right? Yeah. It's, a, it's the same thing, like... Carmelo just announced that he's retiring. His career has aged the best of any New York Knicks basketball player in recent memory. He was not appreciated in New York. I didn't really appreciate him as much until after, after he left and you realize this was the only dude that wanted to come here. Yeah, yeah. Wanted to come. Wanted to come to New York. Loved it. Uh, you know, Embraced it. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Performed. Performed. Yeah. Did he get a shitty hand? Yeah, he did also because no team had more head coaches during his tenure. No team had more starting fives during his tenure. No team had Lynn Sanity during his tenure. Look, him. he was at fault for a lot of that stuff too with, with Jeremy Lynn because he, Jeremy Lynn came in and Lynn Sanity took over New York City and took over basketball for like three weeks. And then that was still Melo's team. Yeah. And there was some hostility there, especially how history has shown now. Since that time, yeah. Did you ever watch uh, Lynn Sanity the uh, the documentary? No, nah, I haven't watched that. You gotta watch it. It's really good. Yeah, yeah, it's really. good. I'm gonna definitely check it out. It's I'm really, always it's into really those documentaries for sure, especially when it hits home and it's like someone that played for your team. I'm always all in. It's really good. 
Yeah. They did a good job. But Melo, Melo retires, and I think his career aged the best. He wasn't appreciated in New York. Like I said, I didn't really appreciate him. I was always hating on him. And then as the years have gone by, you're like, man, that's the only dude that was an all-NBA dude, yeah. a guy that was held to a high standard that wanted to come to New York. Yeah. All, LeBron, Curry, Dame Lillard, Durant, they all love playing at MSG, but no one ever wanted to come to the but Knicks. No, but no one, no one could actually carry that weight. Uh, Knicks fans TV was talking about it uh, yesterday. Uh, Carmelo number seven gets retired. Yes or no? Yeah, I think so. You think you think they should? Yeah, I, I think they should. Um, you know, uh, and then actually uh, somebody was mentioning on uh, on my page talking about Carmelo in in Denver and um, you know what they should do with fifteen, and uh, and they were actually saying that uh, maybe they retire fifteen for both Jokic and Carmelo. But then it's similar to like the uh, the Cowboys with 88, where it's like a retired number, but then your best player gets to rock 15. Oh, so it's like an honor for you to wear yeah. that number. Yeah, that would I like be cool. that one. That would be cool. That would be cool. That doesn't happen in basketball that often. So I was like, that actually, like, you know, soccer, it happens a lot and different things. But uh, yeah, I, I actually like that idea a lot since, you know, what I mean, they didn't expect Jokic to become Jokic. At when he put on 15, it was just like, here, throw on 15. And then it was like, oh, crap, we gave 15 yeah. to, a, to an MVP. But if we're being honest, the better 15 is Jokic. Uh, yeah, 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 he is. How can you, like, even think about that? Well, no, I mean, listen, shoot, Carmelo, Denver was trash. You know what I'm saying? And he, look, he took him to the playoffs that first year. You know what I'm saying? Like, Carmelo... Um, I think, you know, I think he got caught up with being Carmelo a little bit at the end of Denver, and that's why it was better for him to go to New York. Lala wanted to go to New York, like all that kind of stuff. Um, but uh, could it have worked in, in, in Denver? I think it definitely could have worked. They had, a, they had built a really good team around him. Um, but back-to-back -back MVPs, yeah, should have won yeah. a third one, go to the finals. They'll probably be a favorite to win – win the finals I'm, I'm gonna tell you this and this is with full sincerity i had never really watched the denver nuggets like a full game like i'd watch clips or i might watch a moment but i had never sat and watched from tw you know from 12 to zero a full game Jokic is amazing yeah. like amazing and i think a lot of people we just kind of looked at the numbers and was like oh, okay he's dope but we didn't really i never really watched him play that boy is bad. Like that is a bad European boy. <laughs> he is. He is Wait, a problem. Dude, you also brought up a good point last time you were on when you were talking about how Denver has drafted everyone. Yeah. Right, with the exception of like KCP and Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon, which you have to get guys to come in from free agency. Sure. But the player Jeff development, Green. the player development. Well, Jeff Green's been on like twenty-seven teams. teams. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's been on, Dude, Jeff Green is such a running joke on like NBA Twitter where he'll he'll come to a team and then that fan base would like get behind it. Like, yo, we got Jeff Green. It's like, mm, enjoy. <laughs> he's gonna drop a 30, he's gonna have a 28 point game. I, and, man, that, me, and then he's gonna disappear for 28 days. Shoot, the closeout game, he had like 17. He was yeah. going to work. So they they just develop players the right way. And it still shows you that if you could keep your core together like they have. Mm. That was another thing we were talking about, like the ball movement between the Nuggets because Malone has been there for a minute now. Yeah. And you've had that core that you've developed through the years. Yeah. Jamal Murray, Jokic being your main core, and then you add a Pope, 
freaking Michael Porter Jr. A that, Porter Jr. That I said the Wizards should trade up and get. And yeah. Nobody, and I forget who the heck we took. And oh, that's just he is a stud. He was a stud, and you remember he had had back injuries. And in, in yeah, that's college. why he dropped. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We talked about that too. <sighs> My goodness. So it's gonna be fun, man. Do you think the Celtics come back before we wrap up? We got a little sidetracked, but no, think? no. I think I think uh, I think the Heat the Heat finish it in five. Oh wow! So you think they win tomorrow? Yeah, they they better because if they don't, then the pressure does start to get. It starts to shift. Yeah. So you know what I mean? Like I think uh, I think the Celtics had a Vietnam flashback, and you know, and they 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 all kind of grabbed the rope, but they also are very like there. There seems to be a lot of discontentment on that team. So, um, you know, I think, uh, I mean, I'm going to look and see who the referee matchups are. If I see Scott Foster pop up. Are they going back to Miami? Well, no, 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 no. You never know. That's the thing with Scott Foster. That's the thing with the well, NBA. Yo, Scott, Foster, Scott Foster, he, they're, they're one in one in 10 now with him as a referee. Who's one in 10? The Heat. So yes. when the Knicks, when the Knicks played the Heat yeah. in game six. Yes. yes. Scott Foster Scott. was a ref. And and, and they, the Heat were zero and nine straight up in games in which Scott Foster was a ref, yeah. and they were one and nine, one and eight against the spread. They covered the Heat covered, but the Heat didn't lose. Yeah, and that was the first time. Sorry, the Knicks covered, but the Heat didn't didn't lose. Well, well, I'm gonna I'm gonna say this: Scott Foster did everything he could in that fourth quarter to get that thing back to New York. Yeah, he tried, <laughs> like, bro. Like literally the Knicks had like Yeah, maybe, how is that not investigated, bro, dude? Bro, the Knicks had like three made field goals the entire fourth quarter, dog. They went to the line like 30 times. Yo, listen. Quarter, yo. Listen. We live in a world right now where we had five players from the NFL just get suspended for sports betting. Yeah. We had Calvin Ridley who is now coming off a of suspension for a whole year. For being one of us, yep. well, one of me, because you don't like to gamble. I gamble, but no, nah, no, nah, it's cool, not, man. Listen, not not like you. Don't gamble. Let me do it. Uh, all right. Well, I mean, shoot, you, <laughs> I can start getting you know twenty dollars here and there. You go ahead and press it for me. You know, press it. Do something with it. We live in a time now where every network covers sports betting. Yeah. All right. It used to be frowned upon. Now every network has the point spread, the total, the live total, the whole nine. Talk about it in games now. Talk about it in games. The, the, the line has moved. You know, the the first yeah. half line was this, and now it's this. Like. Yeah, and it's no longer shady like Mike uh, Al Michaels saying, "Oh, that that helped some people. That <laughs> touchdown mattered to some people." It's not like that anymore, right? Yeah, yeah. And people know that anytime this guy is refing, some shady shit is going down, right. and it's just it's it's they're embracing it too. It's it's shady, bro. It's it's bad, man. It's bad. Like uh, I posted, um, I don't know if you saw this on my story. This is a couple of days ago when Jimmy Butler like made a bucket oh, at the, the end ref? of the game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. The ref was the like, Celtics. Like he was like mad. Like so, of all the sports, yeah, NBA is the one that the referee can influence the most. I don't uh, even think it's debatable. Yeah, no, for sure. Because I mean, football, like football, it can happen. It can happen, but a lot has to happen. So like you have to like for foot for it to be in football, it's got to be that, oh, this was a penalty and I didn't throw the flag or this wasn't a penalty and I threw the flag. But also in football, you have seven other people that come together that make that decision, too, sometimes. Yeah. 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 NBA, you really have you have two others. Yeah. Less people. And every call is subjective in any sport. Yeah. Dude, even in fighting. 
Yeah. Right. You land the left hook on me. I drop to the ground and I do that like that dead leg where it looks like my ACLs just blew out. You know, when the guy just collapses, but then you'll see them recover. Some referees step in there. Yes. Other referees, they let it go. Like Herb Dean, it's always like, oh, Herb Dean is made. He's the main event ref. Oh, someone's died, someone, right? Like that's that's the meme. And then you have other dudes that stop it way too early. Yeah, Herb Dean too. Herb Dean also. <laughs> right? so you get the best of both worlds with him. But every every referee, it's subjective. Yes, yes. But with the NBA, there's so much where you know that that hand check. I mean, my it's, thing. It's, I think it's the one that could be corrupted the most. Yes, you will, and especially if you're paying attention, and people don't pay attention. Like it's like, oh, they won. I'm like, bro, like, so you really didn't notice when the foul disparity literally went from like one to eight. Like it's like they got one foul, they got eight, and both teams driving in the basket. Like so, we ain't getting no contact on this side. Or like, the way they could influence all. the way they could influence games is Embiid gets two fouls in three Quick. minutes. Yes. Jokic. Jokic, Jokic, yeah. Jokic in and, game four. Yeah. Like, like they tried to foul him out in like literally three possessions. A man had three fouls and he went from three fouls to almost six in like literally 30 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. Like <laughs> soccer nowadays, they have VAR. So everything gets reviewed. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So it's harder for that to be corrupted. Where the NBA, I think every team has one challenge a half, like a coach's I, challenge. I literally don't know. Yeah, I don't get that either. I, I literally don't know. I think know. it's the last two minutes. Cause well, no, because like remember, remember when they first started the last two minutes, everybody be like this. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. like everybody on the floor, and like they don't do that anymore. Cause they'll, I'll see plays where I'm like, y'all better challenge that, or somebody better say something, and then nothing happens. So I'm like, I don't know. I truthfully can't tell you. Let us know. Let us know what sport you think has the most tampering with corruption. When it comes to, yeah, corruption when it comes to officiating. FIFA. FIFA. I mean, FIFA's corrupt, and I mean, dude, how long do you want to go, bro? It's the I, most corrupt I'm, I'm organization sorry. ever. I, I that's, why that I'm hoping, that's why I'm hoping the U.S. can win the World Cup in 2026. It's going to be on home turf. God, Give I us hope. a couple whistles. Bro, I, I pray. They're going to be stacked, though. I, Men's team is going to be good. They just got that center forward that declared. I know. I know. Woo, have I, know. I been waiting for him to declare? That was big. That was New York big. City kid, too. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that was, that was big. We'll see. We'll see. That would, I don't know what that would do for this country. That would be, I, I think for segments of this country, that would be absolutely insanity. Yeah. Um, but I don't, I don't know if it would be huge news. Nah, you ain't getting 2 million people in Buenos Aires. No. Like Argentina did. No. You ain't getting that. That was incredible. That scene was incredible. Yeah. That was absolutely incredible. Um, Oh, now we started on soccer. Now we I'm sorry. On soccer. I'm you sorry. got the jersey I, on too. Fault, that's why fault. it got me. It got me inspired. That's, that's, I put that on myself. My fault. Go to Apple if you listen to the show on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review. It goes a long way to building the show. Veteransminimum.com is you can find all things VM. As far as I go, at Nick Day is ten as you can find me. Josh, tell the people all the stuff that you're working on and where they can find you. Man, look, the American Fan Three Six Five. We are on. YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. I think we got somewhere else as well in there too. I'm going to be doing a lot of traveling over the next few months, so uh, so I might miss an episode or two here with Nick. Uh, going to be going to the NBA Finals, going to be going to the NBA Draft. I might go to the NHL Draft as well. Um, and then some NFL training camps. So, you know, if you're out there, definitely give, give me a shout and uh, I might get you on camera. So, excited. 
We'll catch you guys later. I'm a gold medalist, bronze like your medalist. So many deer in headlights, but it's bedtime. Hear that supper bell, main course, beat of venison. Death. Most dangerous game. Either kill or be killed.